Psalm 37, verse 25. I was young and now I'm old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken or God's descendants begging bread. This is God moment number one. He is a giver of good gifts. This is Sean and the Word. Hey, God bless you, man. It's so good to be good back with you again. Uh, this is we're gonna have a new series, and this series is called God Moments. And uh, in this first God moment, I want to talk about God as a giver of good gifts. And uh, when we talk about God moments, we'll. We're really going to be talking about times within my life that the Lord has showed up in a mighty way. Not every one of these moments are at the best times of my life or make me look as though I'm better than I am. Uh, but some of these times came at real struggles, uh, real, real difficult moments in my life where God had to step in. Moments where the Lord truly steps in and he made a difference to help me and keep me. We see in King David in Psalm 37, he writes about what he had experienced on his journey with the Lord. He declares that he was young and now he was old and that he had never seen God's people forsaken or the seed begging bread. This is a direct reflection of God's goodness and his unfailing commitment to his people. He not only watches over his people, but he is heavily involved in their life. Think about how much provision the Lord has given to his people over the years. He is a good gift giver. Amen. In this episode, I want to share a testimony about how the Lord gave me the gift of a private prayer language, or what some would say, speaking in tongues. I know this is a very controversial topic, and I haven't, to be honest with you, I haven't shared this publicly uh, in a lot of forums, uh, just a couple areas where I felt like it was uh, needed to be shared as the Lord led me, but I've never shared it in an in a, in a, in a area like this because of the controversy. There's not a lot of people who quite understand it. My aim in this is not to discuss in detail this doctrine for, for this doctrine or even against this doctrine. My aim in this episode is just like the ones, the episodes that I've done before, how God and his word touched and impacted my life. When I came to the Lord, I came to the Lord in the Baptist church. It was a Southern Baptist church. And a lot of y'all know that uh, Southern Baptist churches don't, that I wouldn't say the majority of Southern Baptist churches don't uh, like discredit the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We just don't talk about it. And that's what say that. There's other Baptists and other denominations that totally are sensationalist. They believe that the gifts have ceased and the moon, they don't want they forbid it. But that's not the Southern Baptist. Southern Baptist is like, yeah, it's probably there. We're just not going to talk about it. But when I came to the Lord, I came to the Lord in the Southern Baptist church and I radically got saved. God saved me. And when he saved me, he saved my personality as well. And when I say that he saved my personality, it means that I brought my personality and, you know, my, my boisterousness or my emotionalism to the table. And so when I worshiped the Lord, I worshiped him with all that was in me. You know, we're in a very, you know, Southern ba older Southern Baptist church and um, nobody clapped. I didn't know how to clap in rhythm. 
but I would clap. I, I didn't know anything about raising hands, but I was emotional. I was outward in my worship. I was very different than everybody else in the church just because God forgave me of so much, and I loved them so much. I was just loving them with what I had, you know, and I just was being honest and sincere with my worship. Well, about nine months, eight, nine months after I got saved, I shared with you about Brother Henry and how brother, the Lord brought me back to Brother Henry, and I began to be discipled and mentor by him uh, for over two and a half years. Well, when I was brought back and, and uh, worked with Brother Henry, we would sit on lunch break, and we would go over and would pray, would study scriptures, and he just spent a lot of time ministering to me and teaching me and showing me different things from scripture. And he talked about things that, you know, I wasn't learning in my church. And one of the things that he talked about was the gift of speaking in tongues. And I was very interested in this. I really had a heart to, to understand this. I had a heart that the Lord would show me about these gifts. And I really wanted what God would have for me. So I remember one season during that two and a half years, he taught me about this. And he had a heart and desire to show me not only about this gift, but for me to have this gift. Uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1, the Apostle Paul says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware, or in the King James, ignorant. I don't want you to not have any information about this. First thing he showed me, Henry showed me, was that Paul wanted the church not to be ignorant about the gifts that the Lord has and that the Lord gives. God gives good gifts. And we must not be ignorant concerning these gifts. We must have some information or knowledge about what's out there that the Lord has for us. To have someone simply say they believe what someone else says about them or what or don't believe what they are for today, that they are for today, because someone else thinks they are not for today is ignorant. If 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 you're just simply repeat in what you've heard others say about this subject without you yourself studying this subject, then I would consider that ignorance. You really need to sit in, in God's presence and God's word and let him speak to you. I know the apostle Paul says, I, you should, you should not be ignorant about it. You really need to know what it says. The second thing brother Henry showed me was in first Corinthians chapter 14, verse one. It says, desire earnestly spiritual gifts. <laughs> so right there in just two chapters and two verses in these two chapters, verse chapter 12 and chapter 14 of 1 Corinthians, we see Paul tell the church very specifically, I don't want you to be dumb or ignorant about the gifts, and I want you to earnestly desire these gifts. Man, that says something. That's, that's pretty important. Know what the Lord has available, available for you and desire to have what he has for you. After a time of studying this during our lunch, hours of praying and um, really going over this and talking, you know, we just kind of left it at that. And then one day, all of a sudden, out of the blue, the Lord touched Henry's heart to pray for me. He says, Sean, I really believe the Lord wants you to have this gift and I want to pray for you to have it. And so during that lunch break, we sat there and we prayed earnestly. I admitted, Lord, I, I know what you have for me. And Lord, I want what you have for me. And we prayed. And Brother Henry laid hands on me, put a hand on my shoulder in that little old car. And we prayed and nothing happened. 
you know, except for we got hot. <laughs> it prayed, we prayed, we prayed, and nothing happened. And Brother Henry was blown away by this. He knew that it was the right ingredients, the right time, really felt the Lord was speaking to him about this specific gift for my life, but yet nothing happened. So he was left to say, Sean, don't walk away from this. Don't give up on it. Just keep asking the Lord to give it to you. And when it's time, he'll give it to you. Well, some time later, I had moved on to the Baptist College of Florida. I was a pastor of a church in Tuig. I talked to you about that. And one of the leaders in that church, Brother Holland Braxton, came to me one, sun, one Sunday. It was sitting out in the grass field over there by the, the well in the front yard of the church. And uh, Brother Holland says, Sean, God's really been stirring, with me, stirring me about telling you that he wants to give you the gifts to speaking in tongues. And, and I told him the story about Brother Henry and I just sitting in the car and we praying for it and asking God for it to give it to me. And he says, Sean, I'm not telling you that it's about to happen right now. I'm just telling you he's wanting to give it to you and you need to be open and ready for it. So I said, yes, sir. You know, and I left it at that. Well, some time had passed and, you know, through the course of studying in school, I got into 1 Corinthians again and I began to study 1 Corinthians again. I began to really prepare my heart and my mind and my theology about what this was all about. You see, sometimes in order for God to give you what he wants to give you, he has to prepare you, not just physically, and sometimes not just emotionally or spiritually. Sometimes he has to prepare you mentally. And what was happening in my life during this time, because he knows how I am, it has to come from him and it has to be found in his word is accurate. You know, I'm Southern Baptist. I come from a Southern Baptist background. Again, we don't deny these gifts, but we don't talk about it. So I really need to make sure that whatever I'm asking for needs to be in line with God's word. So what I did was study 1 Corinthians chapter 14. I studied it all, but I broke it down just for the sake of time. Chapter 14 verses 1 through 4 says this. Pursue love. Yet desire earnestly spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For one who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands, but in his spirit he speaks mysteries. And in the natural, in the Greek, is in the spirit he speaks mysteries. But one who prophesies speaks to men for edification and exhortation and consolation. One who speaks in a tongue edifies or builds up himself, but one who prophesies builds up the church. These are, these are pretty powerful gifts that he's talking about here. Let's, let's just focus. Again, I'm not trying to do doctrinal things here. I'm just kind of laying out something. I'll just just use what it says here about tongues. In these chapters we saw in chapter 14, the first thing, he says, desire earnestly spiritual gifts this is a spiritual gift this is a gift from the spirit of the living god god the father is a good gift giver and he has good gifts that he wants to pour out upon your life and my life by and through for and for his spirit the second thing tongues is not a learned language but a heavenly one Man, I have many people, godly people, wonderful people, brilliant people, 
say that tongues that is seen in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost, where the disciples spoke in various languages from other people's home country, is exactly like here, tongues. That that's that gift, that God gives you a gift that you can speak another foreign language. But that's not what's said here. It says in verse 1 and in verse 2, it says, But he who speaks in this in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. This is not a learned language. This is not something that you can go to school for. This is not something that somebody can teach you. This is a gift from heaven that is a language between God and man. The very spirit within the man to God. Direct line. It's speaking to God and God alone. First thing, earnestly desire spiritual gifts. Second thing, this tongue is not a learned language, but a heavenly one. The third thing, tongues is for the building up of one's faith in the Lord. See, in chapter 12, this is different than the manifested gifts of tongues, where one will speak and then the other will translate and build up the church. See, that that was different. In chapter 12 and in other places in Scripture, it talks about how this gift of tongues would come and then there would be a translation. And if that was to take place within the church, you would always have a translation because if if it happens at that time, it's a manifested gift and it's for the edification of the church. It's for a specific time, for a specific reason, for a specific purpose. That's a manifested gift. This is not a manifested gift. This is a gift just like prophecy. Prophecy is speaking the word of God under the influence of the Holy Spirit, what we call preaching, the ability to preach anointedly. That's prophesying in this context. And that's why that word prophecy, that's why he says it's good to build up the church. You edify the church when you speak God's word under the influence of the Holy Spirit. They understand what you're saying. You're building up the church. That's your gift. You walk around with that gift. But this gift of speaking in tongues or a prayer language is a gift that builds up the individual's faith. It it, it says it comes in and and it builds up the believer. Where prophecy is for the church, this private prayer language is for the individual. Saying that your, your, your faith is a little weak, maybe you're joy is a little low when the spirit begins to intercede for you in this language that is unknown to man it's a heavenly language he begins to build you up he begins to construct you and edify you and and give you strength now i studied these passages and they started to become real to me god wanted me to have what he had for me god wanted me To give me a gift that allows his Holy Spirit to build me up in the most holy faith. Yeah, what really sealed the deal for me was seen in 1 Corinthians 14, 39. It says, be eager to prophesy, hallelujah, but do not forbid the speaking in tongues. Did you hear that? Let me say it again. Do not forbid the speaking in tongues. I know some of us might not understand the speaking in tongues like others, but that does not give us the right to forbid it. That does not give us the right to say that it does not exist and that God does not give that type of gift. 
There are churches, pastors, and denominations that forbid the speaking in tongues and forbid the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and they are way out of line according to Scripture and according to what the Apostle Paul wrote to the church. I have read books where wise men have said that these certain gifts have passed away, meaning they're no longer in use. Yet on the other hand, they say that these other gifts are in use, the gifts of service, gifts of generosity, gifts of hospitality. These are the gifts that can be forged. You know, I can act hospitable. I can act generous. I can act like I'm servant. But this other gifts that they said that has passed away, these are supernatural gifts that only God can endow upon an individual. These are gifts that can't be forged or faked. This is the supernatural activity of the church. And when somebody has the gift of generosity, when somebody has the gift of helps or the gift of hospitality or the gift of service that God bestows upon an individual, you too will know that it is not a forged or faked gift at all. It's not something that's manipulative. It's powerful when demonstrated. God wants the church to operate not in just the natural, but in the supernatural. And he gives good gifts for such. He gives good gifts to the believers so that the believers could walk not in the natural, not in your own strength, not in your own joy, but in his joy. It's dangerous to pick and choose what's still available and what's not available. The Bible clearly says not to forbid it. And so what? We don't forbid it. Well, after studying that and speaking to my professor about this verse, I was, had such a peace about it. It wasn't too long after that. One Sunday night after I got back to my dorm, I was pre- I preached that day during, uh, at, in Tuig, and then I went back to school that night. And I took a shower, and I was getting ready to go to bed, and I, and I was reading, had to read through the Old Testament for my Old Testament class. And I was in Joel, and I opened the Bible, and I was reading Joel chapter 1 in, uh, in my Old Testament. And uh, as I'm laying there, nobody in my dorm room, And I read Joel chapter 1, verse 13. Gird yourselves with sackcloth and lament, O priests. Wail, O ministers of the altar. Come and spend the night in sackcloth, O ministers of my God. As I read this verse, the Spirit was in in there. I mean, you could just feel him in a powerful way in that room. It was real tangible. As I got to this verse... It was like a hush, a burning deep with inside of me as I read this. And if you've ever experienced God, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And then I heard the Holy Spirit very clearly, prostrate yourself before me. I gently set, closed the Bible and I set it down on the nightstand. I slid out of bed and I slid onto the floor. And as I slid on the floor and I laid face down, It was like a cloud, it was like a heavy cloud just came and rested on me. Rested on my back and my arms and my head and my eyes, then all around me. It was this heaviness, this weight. It was like I was paralyzed for hours. And then all of a sudden the Lord said, speak. And I began to try to speak and nothing but This unknown language came out of my mouth. And for hours, we're talking about three and a half, four hours, 
I spoke in a private prayer language. I spoke in tongues. I realized God had given me this gift that I had sought. I had knew little about until I really began to wrap my mind about what he was doing. He wanted to build me up. He wanted to give me the tools that I need for the future. He wanted to give me, equip me with the very thing I need to be able to build up my most holy faith in this journey. He knew what I needed. And he gave me a precious gift, a private prayer language, where it's just me and him. And he began to just use that, use that in such a powerful way. What, a, what an amazing time I had. You know, it was like I was just paralyzed sitting there and it was so powerful. Powerful. Amazing. Next morning on my way to class, uh, someone stopped me and they said, man, look at you. What happened to you? You look so fresh and so renewed. I said, man, only if you knew what happened. You see... There's denominations, there's church affiliations. You know, they don't talk about things. They don't teach certain things. And just because they don't talk about it or don't teach it doesn't make it real. Doesn't make it available. It is available. It is real. I'm not trying to force anything on you, but I'm trying to remind you that there's God moments. There's God moments where he wants to give you what you need. He's wanting to gift you. Does everybody have this gift? Will everybody? No. But is he a gift giver? Absolutely. So my word to you today, don't be ignorant about the spiritual gifts. Earnestly desire to have all God has for you. And don't forbid the speaking in tongues. For if that's what he wants to give you, simply say, Lord, Here I am. Give me what you would give me. Father, we love you. And we thank you, Lord. As David said, we have never seen the righteous forsaken nor your seed begging bread. God, that you have given your church, Lord, the very gifts, tools that we would need, Lord, not to just merely exist, but, Lord, to be built up in the most holy faith to be strong and edified. God, I pray, Lord, that you would unleash, Lord, the gifts of heaven, all of them, Lord, for all of your people. Lord, that your name would be exalted in our families, in our neighborhoods, in this generation. Oh, Holy Spirit, living God, have your way upon our life. Lord, remove doubt, Remove, Lord, fear what others might think or say. And give us freedom to receive your good gifts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Well, God bless you real good. I'll see you next time on Sean and the Word.